Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renea Morales, and I am here with an amazing guest, Zane Daniel. And we are going to discuss the fact that we are miracles observing miracles. But before we swing into that, I would like to invite you to get your to get to know your own miracleness a little bit better. I've put together a short quiz that will introduce you to your unique set of spiritual gifts. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about yourself, it just takes a couple of minutes to complete and Hey presto, you've got your result. Uh, so you can go to superpowerquiz.us. That's S-U-P-E-R-P-O-W-E-R-Q-U-I-Z dot U-S. And you will get to know yourself a little bit better. And so I'm going to introduce our guest today. This is Zane Daniel, and he is a Hathor energy healer, Ascension Coast, coach, TV host, founder of Higher Self Expo, and comic book publisher. In collaboration with the Hathors, the Ancients, the Arcturians, and the Andromedans, Zane brings the soul's essence to the surface, clears mental and emotional blocks, activates crystals, removes lower vibrational attachments, and modifies timelines. His graphic novel series, Righteous, and his unique modality, Soul Essence Activation, are both powerful catalysts for enlightenment for readers and clients alike. Welcome, Zane. I'm so happy to have you here on the show today. Yay, thank you so much. What a wonderful intro. And, uh, and it was easy for you to say, right? I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say. Most people don't know we had a little adventure getting here. That's right. We'd originally planned to have this conversation a couple of months back, and events intervened, and uh, it did not come off the way it was originally planned. And then events intervened again today, and it came off, again, not as originally planned, (laughs) but earlier. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super happy. Uh, It doesn't matter. Everything works out exactly as it's supposed to, so I'm just along for the ride. Isn't that the truth? Oh my goodness. So speaking of along for the ride, a lot of times when we come into this world, we don't even realize we're on a ride many times. And we're raised to do things a certain way and to pursue happiness, which I think is kind of a faulty premise to start with. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, there's this whole get your... uh, get your degree and find your career and your spouse and 2.5 kids and a house and a picket yard and a fence. Check off all the boxes and one day you will be happy. <laughs> so uh, how, how did that work out for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, that's a great question. So first of all, the pursuit of happiness means that it should be pursued outside of yourself. So that's the biggest flaw in that concept. You cannot pursue happiness when happiness only comes with, from within. 
So you're trying to line up everything. I'm going to retire early. I'm going to have a perfect family. I'm going to have the perfect job. I'm going to have the perfect everything. And then I'll be happy. Not before that. We don't want to get there before that. We got to make sure that all those things are checked off. And finally, ah, I will receive happiness. We have the magic happy hall pass. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so as soon as that happens, click. We've uh, checked that final box. We wait for that happiness feeling to wash over us and it never does. And we realize that we're the same as we were for before we started on this crazy pursuit. So guess what? We have to do something completely different. We have to do something internal work. But anyway, to answer your question specifically, um, it actually kind of worked out fairly well, uh, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Do tell. Yeah. So uh, I was raised by scientists. I always like to say this. My, my grandfather uh, was a chemist who worked on triggers for the H-bomb after World War II. Mm. And so I was really surrounded by my family who did not believe in spirituality whatsoever, that science was the only truth, and that in order to be happy, I had to know that I would, when I died, I turned into mud and, no, and had no consciousness outside of this experience. So okay. I went through my life doing that. And what I ended up doing was just pursuing whatever I found joy in. So when I was a kid, of course, I liked video games and, and then discovered that I could have a career in it. And so for 22 years, I was a producer in the video game industry. I got my dream job at age 24 and everything was going fairly well. I had a, a wonderful uh, relationship. We had our house. We had our dogs. We had like this really nice life and we had a great time, though it involved drinking alcohol every single night when we got home from work for that uh, that relief of the stress of the day. Yes. But other than that, it was all pretty good. And then one day I realized that I was, I was not really enjoying myself all that much. I was worried about this house. I was trying to figure out ways to make money other than the video game industry because I knew I wasn't going to stay in that forever. So, you know, then I started to have anxiety and stress and uh-oh, you know, this isn't, I have to try to preserve this thing. I yes. got there, I got there really early. Now I got to try to make sure it doesn't change in a bad way. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Entropy, just to yeah. speak to the scientific side of things. Yeah, everything will always change and shift and deteriorate. So was there a moment where you started to go, oh, really? Was there one thing that kind of popped up that, that caused you to sit and look at it and go, hmm? Yes. And that, and that thing was actually, I didn't really want to do it, but it happened anyway. It was an ayahuasca experience. So I had an- <laughs> I, I don't usually hear ayahuasca experiences framed that way. So give exactly. us a few more details on that. How do you okay. accidentally end up doing ayahuasca? Right, right. Yes. Okay. So, uh, of course, I grew up in, in, a, in the Nancy Reagan days who said that all drugs were bad and we just should say no. And so yes. I practiced that with great- um, uh, efficiency and had no interest whatsoever in any of the plant medicines. Of course, I didn't call them that. I called them drugs, uh, nor any of the other non-plant medicine drugs, just no interest in it at all. 
And so it really, you know, uh, I ended up in social circles where that was being done more. So I found myself with people doing cannabis or with people doing mushrooms. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. This isn't, yeah. this isn't going to make me happy. This, I don't need that in order to be happy. You know, I had yeah. that kind of mindset, exactly. but, but, you know, because everybody was doing it, I peer pressured, I got peer pressured essentially into, okay, we'll try some of these things. And I really didn't enjoy them that much. I didn't really enjoy cannabis. I didn't really enjoy mushrooms. I, I wasn't getting anything out of it. I didn't understand what was happening. And, and finally, when they said, okay, well, we've got this thing. And, and it was great because it was pretty much the same guy who was delivering all of these things to us. Yeah. He, said, <laughs> um, he said, I've got oral DMT. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't know, what, what is earth? that? Yeah. yeah, DMT, dimethyltryptamine. I've heard of the smoking type, but I didn't know you could take it orally. And so he created this concoction and decided that uh, we should all do it. And so I reluctantly went ahead and tried another one. Okay. So at that moment, everything changed. So as soon as it started, I, was, I realized that I was speaking to the voice of universal knowledge and that everything that I had thought of that I knew uh, up to that point was probably wrong. So I immediately took all my scientific <laughs> knowledge and threw and it out the window. Chucked it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like they can't explain this uh, okay. because this being knows way more than I could ever know. Quick, quick question. Um, you said that you realized you were connected to all knowledge. How, what, how did that realization arrive? Was it, it was just a knowing? Was it a sensing? How did it show up? Yeah. As soon as the voice, I could hear the voice as a thought in my head and the voice sounded like it was not, it was, it was not really my thoughts generated by my brain. And, mm -hmm. and that at that moment I went, Oh, it's the voice of universal knowledge. Like I, I didn't even question like it at all. Instant recognition, like yeah. recognizing your friend's voice on the phone. Yep. 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 And so I started asking questions. I think the first question I asked was, you know, it's just an icebreaker question. I said, so how should I live? Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, let me get my pen and paper. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, it was great because it essentially said, well, you need to love more. And I was confused because I thought, well, you know, I love I love, I love my family. Yeah, exactly. I love my my girlfriend or whoever, you know, I love my friends, I guess, sort of. Yeah. You no, know, and so I didn't I didn't understand that it was like, no, 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 you you don't understand for sure. And what I what it did is it showed me the uh, uh, the earth. I could see the earth in my vision and you know how you see sometimes the little um, atmosphere around the edge of the earth. It's kind of like this little blue line that, that circles yeah, all the way it around. It's like a little glow almost. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I could see that. And then outside of that was beautiful nebula and stars and planets in this unbelievably beautiful space. And I realized that that gap between that me, the earth and all this beauty was the fact that I didn't love enough. And so I needed to just bring it all in and accept it all as beautiful stuff and, and love it unconditionally. Now, I didn't understand that at the time, really. I sort of did. 
but now, you know, years later, it's, it's very clear that that's what it was getting across to me. Yeah. Well, that kind of understanding tends to evolve, right? Because the love that we are initially shown oftentimes in our families of origin and our early relationships and this sort of thing, it's not unconditional love. It's very conditional a lot of times. You know, you, you need to be a good boy or girl or you need yep. to do your dishes or get good grades or, or whatever it is, right? Right. And um, so a lot of us have never actually known what unconditional love is. Yeah. 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 Unless you have a pet. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the closest yeah. we can get to, to exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly so. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's a mind blower right there. Yep. Yeah. Did, and it did was you great. have a second question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did ask another question because, you know, I've told you I was worried about things and I had invested in real estate, not because it was passion. I was passionate about real estate, but because I thought I could make the money to make sure I didn't lose the house and the whole thing like I was telling you about. Yeah. So I said, so what's going to happen with this real estate thing? And I felt like embarrassed that I was asking the voice of universal knowledge. Yeah, about this know. little petty financial yeah, problem about this I have here. Financial <laughs> thing. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> And so it was great because the answer came through, uh, well, we don't want you to fail, but we don't want you to succeed either. And I was floored, you know, I'm floored. Like, what? You know, what's the problem? Like, I, I care about the people. Like, I'm not a slumlord. I'm making exactly. sure that they're happy and to have why, a place. Why should I not succeed in this? Right. Yeah, yeah I'm doing fine. Right. And so I'm, I'm wait, I ask that question. And it used, they used a word that I've never had never used up to that point. And if I had, I had probably used it in a positive way. So it was really shocking when they simply said greed. Oh, and I thought, what? you know, like, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm being, am I, maybe I'm being, so, you know, it, that was yeah, another it's one like, of those things. Where, where, where is the line here? Right. right because right. I'm just trying to take care of, my own and maybe a few others and yep. so yeah right so it took me some time to figure out that essentially what they meant was i wasn't doing it because i was passionate about it i was doing it just for the money and mm. so that is a violation essentially of my mission my mission is yeah. here to do these other amazing things not just make money for myself and then yeah. go off and become retired early and drink alcohol every day you exactly. know which was the path that i was on well, and I've noticed this, you know, having been in this world for a while, that the people who really are here to fulfill a spiritual mission, the money only really comes once you've aligned with it. Right. That, it just, that just seems to be the way it is if you've chosen, yeah, that I'm going to learn about unconditional love and real service in the world and this sort of thing. You, doing something just for cash doesn't tend to play out well for people who have that. Right. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, that was interesting. Where did you go after they said greed? Well, so what ended up happening, I, I think there were a couple of other questions. They kind of taught me about um, past lives, which I hadn't believed in, and a few other things. It was a fairly short experience, actually, because he got the dosage wrong. He underdosed us all. Um, and, and interestingly, I was, <laughs> which might've been a good thing considering, right. well, I, it turned out that it turns out that I'm extremely sensitive to that particular medicine, which is why I was the only one who experienced anything and nobody else actually experienced anything at all because the dosage was so low. Mm. 
Yeah, well, your guides were looking out for you. <laughs> right. And so immediately, well, maybe the next day I thought, I wonder if I could still speak to that voice if I wanted to and discovered ah. that certainly I could. And so that's where it all really started. Then now I could talk to the voice of universal knowledge whenever I wanted to. And so I continued to ask more and more questions about how I should live and where I'm going and how, where, what's, what's happening with all this. Yeah, very interesting. So I know sometimes when we have a, a new experience like this and it's kind of novel, we, we think of it that way as like a novelty. Did you take it seriously at first or did you kind of just play with it initially? Yes, it was a novelty. You got it exactly right on. I, I actually used it almost like a party gag. Like, you know, I had the friends over and I said, you know, I, I explained the situation. I go, so you want to ask the voice of universal knowledge a question? And, and they would they would go, yeah, I guess, you know. Sure, and ask, why not? <laughs> right. And they'd ask a question and then they'd be kind of shocked at how accurate the answer was. Like, how did you know that? So, you know, that's when it really started to show up as, oh, okay. So there is something to this. We're going somewhere with this. I don't know where yet, but it, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's remarkably accurate. I was reading a book the other day. The the title went away from me, but it's a, a sociologist who spent some time researching in the paranormal realm and uh, different skills and healing has kind of been the focus of his research. And uh, it's interesting how it seems like that evolves for people. There's this early stage of I'm, I'm going to play with it and I'm just going to kind of test it out and build trust. And then at some point, the light goes on. It's like, oh, shit, this this is really powerful stuff. <laughs> and maybe I have some responsibility around how I'm how I'm working with this and what I'm bringing forward. Right. That actually didn't come until a little bit later. So I I. I continued to just be look at it as a party gag until finally there was a situation that was pretty serious um, that made me decide okay well now now we're going to really turn our focus and attention as to what I'm doing with the rest of my life I love that and I want to hear that story but we're coming up on our very first break already so I'm going to ask you to put a pin in that and if you are out there listening to us I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. And I would love it if you have not already grabbed your pen and paper <laughs> when he started telling what he was asking the voice of universal truth. <laughs> uh, go ahead and grab your pen and paper and put a few questions down about what you might want to understand uh, if you had the voice of God in your ear. And we will be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. 
Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksofia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Zane Daniel. And before we went to break, he was telling us about having connected with the voice of universal truth and uh, how he'd kind of been using it as a party trick for a while. So tell us about the moment when you started to realize, oh, shit, this is yeah. this is a real thing. So that that girlfriend that I was telling you about, her mother was in hospice care because she had been battling breast cancer for 10 years. Mm. And so we were there. It was my girlfriend, um, her brother, and I that were in charge, essentially, of making sure that her mother was cared for. And we had made some decisions along the way that we were kind of mm, lamenting because we thought boy, if we'd have done a different medication here, then she might still be awake because she was in a coma at this point. She might still be awake to be able to talk to this family member that didn't get to talk to her, you know. So we were kind of beating ourselves up over the decisions that we'd made, which, you know. It's easy, easy to second guess that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the doctors don't tell you anything and, you know, you don't know what questions to ask. And so, you know, you just go with what they say. Anyway, so we were feeling bad about it. And it was kind of amazing because up until this point, I had been calling this voice of universal knowledge. I just called it the voice, right? The voice, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So so, uh, her brother, we're lamenting this, right? And her brother turns to me and he said, why don't you ask the voice? And, and, you know, that was the first time that it ever hit me to take it seriously. 
And coming from him, he was kind of almost um, not too open to the voice up to this moment. So it was really surprising for him to say this. So I said, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And I began to ask the question, you know, did what could we have done it differently? I don't even remember what the question was, but the voice of universal knowledge came in really strong right then, interrupting me and my question. And it just said, you did everything you did with love. And when I said that out loud, both of them were just, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, that's totally right. That's it. We did. We got to stop yeah. judging each other and ourselves. And then he said, I love the voice. Aww. And when he said that, it re that was the moment that it really all changed. And I said, yeah. oh, okay, so this, this has a huge benefit probably for lots of people. And yeah. it was, it was well, interesting. And it, it radically shifts the perspective, yeah. right? Right. You know, because we as human beings spend a lot of time on right and wrong. And did we do mm -hmm. the right thing? And yes. a lot of that is very contextual and very subjective. And there isn't an, a clear answer Never. for right or wrong. But yeah. if you've done everything with love and the highest intention, that's really the best you can do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And up until this point, I didn't really even know what channeling was. I still hadn't done enough research onto what was happening. So mm -hmm. it was pretty much that moment that made me start to look into everything a little bit more. And that opened up a lot of different things. But yeah, I, I do want to comment on what you just said there, that trying to do the right thing. The right thing comes from judgment. So yes. in order to, to decide if something was right, you have to use judgment. Is judgment a divine perspective? No. No. It's a very three-dimensional perspective. So the, the, and the other thing it's is- It's a very dualistic perspective. Very, very, yeah. exactly. And the other thing is you can't possibly know how- right a decision is probably for the rest of your life because because you don't know what the other choice could would have been and you never will it's impossible to find out so you're only judging it by half of the information until we can go back in time and try both options we can't ever know which one was right and which one was wrong the most right one could could still end up with somebody dying in a car accident Right. Yeah. So it, it makes no sense to judge at all. You just go with it. You you float down the river of life. You avoid the rocks as best you can. But mostly you just enjoy the ride. Yeah. And make make the best decision you can in the moment. I had a, a boss when I was in corporate. I and I'm out of a scientific background as well. And so I want data, lots and lots of data before I make a decision or commit <laughs> to a direction. And he stopped by my office one day because I was, I kept, I, I need more data. I need more data before I can tell you what we're supposed to do here. And he came into my office and he closes the door and he says, sits down, looks me in the eye and says, you will never have all the facts. You must make a decision right now based on what you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. I, okay, <laughs> big old life lesson right there. You will never have all the facts. So right. just do it. Yeah. 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 And one of the best ways to, to just do it is to follow your passion. So if you follow your passion or your excitement, then most likely that's guiding you to your synchronistic life path. Absolutely. So, you know, I, call I, the, I call that soul breadcrumbs, right? Yeah, because right. Because 
the soul will leave little breadcrumbs to show you and you light up whenever it's like a video game when you hit a soul breadcrumb and you bing, yep. <laughs> you kind of glow and your life force goes up and you feel energized yeah absolutely yeah. yeah when i was a kid that's what i did and i didn't even realize i was following that divine guidance i just did like a kid oh i like video games i'm going to do that i like swimming so i'm going to do that i like aquariums so i'm going to make one you know so i just did these different things and they all led me to amazing experiences in my life and if i hadn't done that if i just said well i should get a job and i should do this and i should do that yeah I would have nobody makes this. it in video game design right right <laughs> i would have missed out on all those amazing things yeah absolutely that's that's a lot of wisdom for a young body without even realizing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So what were the next steps you took after it was like, ooh, this is this is really a thing that can make a profound difference in people's lives? How did you follow that? trail of breadcrumbs well then i just fall i just kept doing that i just kept following my passion and at the time i was interested in permaculture and so i signed up for a permaculture design program that was a two-week program in tennessee so tell so us I, a little bit about what permaculture is sure permaculture is a a method by which we can provide everything that we humans need on this planet um, to, for, for a very fulfilled life without doing any damage to the planet whatsoever. And not only do we not do damage to the planet, but we, but we actually improve it. So we can undesertify land through permaculture. We can, we can uh, return nutrients to the soil through permaculture. It's a, it's a fantastic approach to life. Yeah. So I was always very, well, I became very interested in it after the the ayahuasca experience I, I have a very lovely desertic backyard here i may need to get some advice <laughs> oh nice yeah yeah absolutely so yeah so i decided to join this thing and and there was i was the only uh one there from chicago everybody there was 20 other people in this in, in this program and everybody was from all over the place there were people from all around the world and, and we didn't i didn't know anyone but we kept walking around going, gosh, I feel like I know you and I feel like I know you and why do we, and, and we did all the, nope, we don't know each other. So what, what is going on here? And we were starting to have deja vu. We were in uh, uh, the Smoky Mountains, so we were in Cherokee country. So it was fairly early that I was introduced to uh, Sani. She, she was from Finland, someone oh. I definitely didn't know, right? And yeah. so these she and I have this conversation. She had mentioned something about being a Reiki practitioner or master, I think it was. And I didn't really even know what Reiki was still. I'm still in the very early stages of understanding all of this. And so I asked her to tell me more about it. And so she's telling me about it. Then all of a sudden she stops talking and she just stares at me right in the eyes. Silence. So I'm going, okay, uh, I guess I'm supposed to do the same thing back. And so I just, just joined her in this staring contest. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that before, but uh, everything starts to get all hazy right around the person's head. And all of a sudden I stepped out of my body. I left. I had, I didn't know what was really happening, but I could tell that I started speaking. And so I spoke to her. I don't know what I said. And then she responded to me. I don't know what she said. And then all of a sudden I felt this wave of disappointment wash over me. 
And then I was back. And, mm. and I said, uh, what just happened? And she, <laughs> yeah. said, and, and, and she said, well, uh, you just channeled a being from another dimension. She just knew instantly. I didn't understand anything. And I went, what you know like yeah i'm surprised you had even that much conscious awareness of it having happened yeah because a lot of people early in unconscious channeling uh that they won't even realize that that has happened right so she said she said i asked i think i asked um well what did i say (laughs) and (laughs) and she said well you asked or the being asked me to leave this world with it and mm. I said, what did you say? And she said, well, I said, no. And, and that's <laughs> when I realized, oh, that was that disappointment feeling that I received. And then the, the thing left me. So, yeah. I, and so now she's, talk, she's telling me how powerful I am and I can channel all this stuff. I'm like, what? You know, what are you talking about? And, and then she said, do you believe in past lives? Well, you know, ayahuasca had introduced me to the concept of past lives, but I still wasn't totally 100% convinced. And I didn't want to say yes or no, because I felt they either one were kind of lies. So yeah. I just said, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing. There I you go. the Socrates quote or whoever it was that said that, right? Well, and, but it, it's like the perfect center of the road response, right? Let's not go for either of the duality options. Yes, yeah. right. So she said, oh, okay, you sound like you're open to this. So then she proceeded to tell me a story that a couple of years ago she had been meditating and she had a reflection or a recollection of one of her past lives that she was a Cherokee uh, and there was a tribe of Cherokee and they were under attack or something crazy happened. And she said that she felt that everybody in this retreat we're all from that tribe and we've been brought back together here for some reason. And we didn't, we didn't, she didn't know why, but she thought that that was very possible. Yeah. And it wouldn't be unusual because soul families will frequently uh, gather again in subsequent lives to do community projects, if you will. (laughs) Right. So, but still I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and I, I walked away going, I, that, Sounds cool, you know. Let's let's find out. So <laughs> yeah. I w- I just went up to everybody in the retreat. And said, you know, Sonny thinks that we're all from a Cherokee tribe. Blah blah blah. And they said, oh, thank you. Wow, that explains. Now it, it. That's makes why sense. Was- <laughs> right? Yeah. And everyone said that. Everyone. This was not. And some of these were just farmer guys, right? Like not necessarily spiritual people. Yeah. And and I'm like, wow. Okay, this is shocking that everybody feels this way. Then a couple of days later, she says you know what, I feel like I need to tell you the whole story. So she proceeded to explain that the the village was under attack and that she was one of the last ones to leave because she was making sure that everybody made it out of the village okay. When she got to the meetup point that we were all supposed to meet, she realized or she found us, the whole tribe, hung to death in trees. (gasps) And and during this time of her meditation, she started crying over the deaths of all the people because there, nobody had cried for them. Nobody had, had given any grief for them in the, in the past. It's hugely, hugely devastating when you reconnect with that kind of stuff. Early right. in my awakening path, I had a similar experience of an ancestor who'd been a healer for her community and a pandemic had come through and like, almost everybody perished. There were just a handful of people who survived yeah. this, this horrible disease. 
And she believed she was the end of her line because she'd buried all her children. Right. Oh, and, right. And so then I, I'm like, well, how is this an ancestor then? And then they showed me that one of the women she had saved had actually made love to one of her sons before she oh. left the place oh so she had a grandchild she didn't realize was there <laughs> that's how Amazing. i'm like oh okay <laughs> but yeah wild. that it was really intense the the grief that came through from this particular ancestor um, that had not been released or acknowledged or anything right. because she's the healer she has to be strong right yeah, yeah. so so then a couple of days after that I, I had the opportunity to speak to a guy who is in the group, a farmer, and he mm -hmm. said, I, I, on our little walk, um, I, I had said to him, hey, have you heard about this, this idea that we're all a part of a Cherokee tribe? And he said, actually, no, I haven't. That's super interesting. And he stopped and he looked down and he then looked at me and he said, I need to tell you a story. And oh. he said a couple of years prior, he had been uh, worried about his farm. He was going to lose his farm and his friend had come over and he was, could see in his face how upset he was and put yeah. his hand on his shoulder and said, John, are you okay? And he just said it in that way that made him start to cry, right? So he's yeah. crying and he ended up bawling the hardest he's ever cried in his life. He ended up like crawling around on the floor, crying, crawling outside, still wailing, grabbed onto a tree and closed his eyes. And he said at that moment, he had a vision that he was walking through the forest and he had come upon an indigenous group of people, an indigenous tribe of people, but they, they were all hung to death in trees. And he was crying because nobody had grieved for them in the past. Mm. So now I finally had all the evidence, that personal evidence that that science side of me needed needed because yeah. yeah i was talking to a voice and it was right all the time almost so but now to have other people who, who had no association with each other be able to tell me the exact same story that involved me essentially made it finally like okay i'm in yep exactly there are always these moments where you you get kind of pushed over the edge i had a moment where i had to uh tell my scientist to sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it took an extreme amount of proof before I could get the scientist to sit down and shut up. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm really good at justifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're so good at that. I'm uh, really good at justifying and well, rationalizing things away. <laughs> we, have, we have these organs called brains, and these, these organs called brains are, do one thing. They produce thoughts. And then after that, they're trying to produce enough thoughts to keep us alive. We don't have sharp claws or sharp teeth or scales or anything. We're soft and squishy. We're easily yes. murdered by everything, right? So yeah. we need to figure out a way to survive. And so the brain has to like figure out every possibility, yep. which includes a lot of terrible ones for yes, us to does. navigate this difficult world and this difficult life. Absolutely. That's amazing. So we are up on our next break already. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, if you're out there in listener land, I would encourage you to hang around uh, for the last part of the show here because Zane has some amazing gifts and other information that will be made available to you after the break. So hang with us. We'll be right back.
Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Zane Daniel. And he has been telling us about his path through awakening and coming into his gifts and his mission. And so, Zane, I'd like to understand how your mission is uh, coming forward now at this time. What are you mainly focusing on? Yeah, it's interesting because uh, being nimble and being open to following that passion thing, like I was talking about, leads you to all kinds of different things. I write and publish a comic book series, which led me to uh, a lightworker coach, which led me to the, 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 uh, creating a YouTube channel, which led me to what I'm doing right now, which is helping people with negative entity attachments. Uh, but I've really discovered, I've discovered a lot about this over the last couple of years. And one of the biggest things is that people actually try to take a negative entity attachment issue and use a 3D approach to remove it. And the three, by the 3D approach, I'm saying you go to a shaman or a light worker and they do their magic, you know, and then after 45 minutes, they go, okay, negative entity is gone. You're good to go. See you later. And for, for that, for a time, that's absolutely true. Maybe mm-hmm. for a week, maybe yeah. for a day, maybe for a couple of hours, and then the entity feeling, experience, or a different one, the same Tends one, don't know, to return. comes yep. right back. Exactly. So 
once once I discovered that was happening and I listened to the to my guides, I started to realize, okay, so this other thing that I was doing, which was pretty much an ascension program, mm-hmm. I I adapted that and changed it to be a negative entity attachment program. And so now we're seeing really incredible results because it's not about the fear of the attachment. It's not about putting protection around yourself. It's not about any of that. It's about realizing how powerful you are, raising your frequency, removing your childhood traumas and blockages. And then it doesn't matter if you get a negative entity attachment ever again, they're a joke. You either don't even realize that you have it or you just kind of go, you know, bye-bye. Flick it off, exactly. Yeah, and then move on with your life. <laughs> I, so I love that because that jives with my experience as well with negative entities because this is something I've also done in my work. Uh, and I find that people oftentimes don't realize they've got something like that until they try to up their vibration and it's not working. What, what right. are some of the symptoms... Oh. <laughs> what are some of the symptoms that you should pay attention to, the signs that maybe this is a bigger thing? Because initially when you said 3D approach, I'm like, oh yeah, shrinks and counselors are not going to do any good at all. And the typical minister is no good either. <laughs> right, yeah. No, the, yeah, and the 3D approach, I mean, you go to somebody else to have it yeah. removed rather than realizing. Build your own power. Right. Exactly, to yeah. put it away. I was yeah. on Facebook the other day and somebody had put a post out there. It's like, uh, I, spiritual warriors, let's come together. I've got this entity thing I need to you know, banish out of my life. <laughs> yeah. And I responded, I'm like, you already have the power and the tools to put that away. You don't need anyone else. Right. And if you're tuned into your guides at all, just ask them for advice and go kick its butt. That's why it's here. Right. <laughs> it's for yeah. you to to, to, to build conquer. up your muscles. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the symptoms, oh my gosh, the symptoms are, are just as varied as anything that could possibly go wrong. Uh, the, I've seen people who have symptoms of pain or waking up in the middle of the night, nightmares, um, uh, cloudy mind, hearing voices. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's, there's really, literally no yeah. end to the t- types of symptoms exactly. that it can come from. But there's a discernment that happens around it. There's a different flavor to it, right? Because many of us light workers hear voices, whether literally yeah. or, or through claircognizance in our mind. Uh, but there's a textural difference, I think. Yeah. The, and there's and you can even you can even look at it from a from a logical experience like you can say okay so what is this voice actually saying is mm-hmm. it saying something you know being of light like or is it saying something like uh, your friend might say your 3D friend and there there's a huge difference between just simply saying oh you shouldn't do that like uh, mm-hmm. your your highest vibrational guide is never going to say you shouldn't do that. It's, Al- it's, almost never. Almost yeah. never. The only time I get like a negative from my higher self is a, like a stop right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> because look, you're about to get run over. Right. But <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Look up. You know, yeah. like, that's what I get. If, uh, you know, if I'm driving and I'm looking at the radio or the clock or something and then all of a sudden like, you know, look up, look like, up. Oh, 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 right. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's one of the contextual things, like, think about what they're saying. 
Is this something that your higher self would say? Are you blaming yourself? Are you saying something negative about yourself? Are you in, is it in judgment? Is it, you know, that obvious, super obvious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But yeah, they're, go ahead. What, one of the other things I've noticed is, you know, some of them are a little more cagey right and they'll present themselves like oh yeah oh oh i'm 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 a good i'm a good yeah. one you want to pay attention to me archangel michael uh, gets is impersonated a lot all the time yeah i'm constantly dealing with that one yeah yeah, yeah. so but it's pretty clear when they it's pretty clear at some point that they'll say something that you go what what do you what? mean yeah right well and it's kind of like the the bad boyfriend gaslighting sort of right Mm -hmm. you get love bombed in the beginning they want to show you how amazing and impressive they are and then when you follow their advice it's like always shit that comes out of it yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean uh there there's another there is kind of a feeling you can kind of learn what it feels Mm -hmm. like when you have a negative entity it can be a cold feeling it can be just like a uh, an uncomfortable feeling, but but for everybody it's different too, and that's yeah. why it's hard to just say, okay, well, if you feel this and you feel that and you feel this, then check mark all the boxes. You've got a negative entity. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it, always work like that. There's kind of a gut level thing that happens as well. Mm-hmm. I I help people clear out their spiritual counsels because you'll get false entities in there trying to give you guidance and this kind of thing, and as a Above, so below, and vice versa. So I, I tell people to look out for um, not answering your questions directly. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you ask for a name, they're like, oh well, you know, it's a pretty amazing name, and you're going to be really impressed by it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, this is this is not kosher, <laughs> right? Your, your entity sounds like Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sometimes, yeah, right. you know. And then there's. Um, you know, trying to impress you really hard or or changing the subject to something else or making it about you, right? Well, don't you trust me? You ought to trust me. Yeah, oh, this right. is this is a big red flag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, the other thing that comes up a lot people ask is, why do I have them? Why do I get this? Yes. Why is this happening to me, right? And uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty clear and clean. It's you know, if you think about the soul contract concept, if you you decided before you were born that, hey, maybe if I am not on my path, if I haven't figured out my gifts, if I'm not whatever you wanted to do, you they, there's like a big list that you could go, okay, yeah. so I could here, do- Here are my wake-up calls. <laughs> yeah, I could do a near-death experience. I could do a, a, a plant medicine experience. Oh, negative entities. That sounds like fun. Let's do that. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, right. And so you choose that and then you think to yourself, why would I ever do this to myself? But it's to guide you to take the action that's necessary to make it so you're no longer a vibrational match to the negative entity, which involves what I was talking about earlier, yes. raising your vibration, stepping into your power, understanding, uh, getting rid of your childhood traumas or your blockages and just being this incredible being that you're here to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, and your soul is really clever because it it helped to design the personality that you have down here. So it knows what will get your attention. And in my case, it tends to be like illness. <laughs> so anyway, that 
that's why my personal wake-up call came through illness. Because oh, sure. That, that was the two-by-four upside the head for me was illness. Yeah. illness. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one, too. A lot of people run into that for sure. A lot of people get really creeped out when you talk about energetic attachments and yeah. this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, would you like to address some of the myths around that? Sure. Well, first of all, a lot of times I get people that talk to me and work with me and they go, you are so happy. Like you are so happy compared to anybody else who talks about negative entities that they talk about them with such dread and they're so evil and they're so bad and they're so this and that. Yeah, no, they, you know, they're just they're just right, a thing. Right, <laughs> Ain't nothing they, but a thing. <laughs> right. They are not powerful at all. And and if sometimes people ask, like, well, what kind of entity do I have? And I say, I don't care. I don't Does, give a doesn't crap. Doesn't much matter. <laughs> yeah. No, because because if you find out, if you figure out, let's say you decide somehow that you have a demon. Oh, okay. Is that going to make you feel more or less powerful than the entity? Exactly. You're, you know, through legends, they tell you that demons are more powerful than your soul because they have your soul trapped for all of eternity. So how is it that you're ever going to think that, oh, I've got a demon and all I got to do is this, this, and is this, and I'll get rid of it. Open the door and walk out. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're going to go running to the nearest priest or to the nearest whatever. Because and you're going to give over the balance of your power. Yep. To them, to, to have them hopefully get rid of this thing for you that you that they can't actually, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. So these Absolutely. are these are big, big, what did you, you asked me if uh, uh, myths or, or yeah. whatever. Those are big ones. Yeah, we were down to like the last three minutes here. Would you like oh, to wow. fill the people in on the gift that you brought with you today? Absolutely. Okay, so one of the ways that I help people overcome their negative entity issues is I help them get out of the bottom of the emotional frequency chart. So mm -hmm. fear and, and shame and guilt and these sorts of things, unworthiness are all low on the vibrational frequency chart. Yeah, and like the, the levels of ascension, what's, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, David power, R. Hawkins. Power versus force, Hawkins. David R. Yeah. Hawkins, right. Yeah. So in order to get so that you those lower vibrational emotions are not constantly dominating your life, one of my gifts is I'm actually able to remove the negative signature that's associated with that emotion. So we can pick any emotion that you want. In this case, the free gift is nervousness. If you're about yeah. to give a talk or ask somebody out on a date or whatever, and you're nervous about it, you know what that nervousness feels like. You feel this vibration in your chest. You feel this, this uh, cloudiness of thought. Uh, yes. All this because a, this is the body. A little undertone to, of like panic, right? Yeah, trying, yeah, this is the body trying to get ready to run away. So this activation will remove all of those negative aspects of that emotion. And it does so instantly. Love so that. if anybody wants to use this, you definitely want to do it while you're feeling the emotion and you'll feel the instantaneous relief. If you do it when you're not feeling the emotion, it'll probably do something, but it's not nearly the same as doing it while you're having the experience. Yeah, exactly. Well, and when, while you're doing it, having the experience that's the moment where you need the most assistance with it anyway because emotions right. can feel really massively overwhelming until you learn how to allow them to leave their message and pass through <laughs> yeah exactly so uh if you are interested in getting in touch with zane to have a conversation and do some work or if you would like to receive the uh the what did you call it the release of anxiety i forget the name of the Gift. Oh, the nervousness relief activation. There you go. 
So if you would like the nervousness relief activation, you can go to sovereignself.media. Uh, since this was kind of a last minute shift, it'll probably be up in the next half hour or so. I'll get it out <laughs> there where you can, can access it. So sovereignself.media. And uh, please take advantage of that gift. Um, I love that so many of our guests who come on bless us with these tools that you can take home and actually better your life with. So it's been a pleasure having you here with me today, Zane. Do you have any like 10 second word of wisdom before we go? Oh my gosh, 10 seconds. That's terrible. Uh, you are perfect exactly as you are. You've never made a mistake in your entire life. Everything that you've ever done has gotten you to exactly where you are right now. So congratulations, you Which did it. Exactly where you're supposed to be. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.